0: To get started, visit plushcare.com weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss.
1: Hello and welcome to Is It Normal? The Pregnancy Podcast with me, Jessie Ware. This podcast follows my pregnancy journey and with the help of some amazing experts, it's here to reassure and inform you about every aspect of pregnancy and giving birth. In this episode, I'm joined by somebody who is very close to my heart, who was present at my second birth, and she's called Amy Hamblin. Now, Amy was present at my second birth, um, when my baby was born at home, because I decided to use a doula second time around. Some of you may not have heard of a doula, and you may be thinking, it's a hippy-dippy thing, what is Jessie going on about? So, I have Amy here to explain to you what a doula can do to support a pregnant person in birth. Amy, thank you for being here.
2: Oh, thanks, Jessie. It's lovely. So... What is a doula? It's a very good question. Someone asked me that at the weekend.
1: And how did that go for you?
2: <laughs> it's um, Sometimes when you tell people your job title, they think you're saying doula or even dealer, <laughs> which is always always an interesting start for a conversation. So um, a doula really is a lay person. Yeah. So we're not um, professional in the mm. way like um, a lawyer would be or a physiotherapist even. We are, anyone can be a doula. Mm-hmm. It's a grassroots kind of in the community kind of a role. Mm. And we are there to offer emotional, practical, and signposting support around the perinatal period. So during pregnancy, sometimes we're present at people's births and support in the postnatal period. So, yeah, how that looks can mm. be different from each family that a a doula might support Mm. in practical terms and really there are doulas to support all kinds of different um, family setups. We're there to kind of give non-judgmental space holding which would allow the pregnant person to kind of have time to reflect, Mm. have time to process what their, the huge change Mm. that their body and their mind and their spirit is kind of undergoing through this huge transformation that is
1: pregnancy and birth. Mm. We do very practical things. Mm. I mean, from my own experience, what you ended up doing in my birth, apart from helping, we had lots of conversations pre the birth and and my husband who is very interested in birth he was up for all the kind of suggestions you were making we just have really frank conversations about how we'd quite like this birth to go but who knows but the actual day of the birth you ended up boiling the kettle for the majority because I ran out of hot water
2: yeah and so that's that's, quite practical that was very practical yeah and it is really interesting because you know Sam is an amazing Birth supporter, yeah, and one of our first chats was Sam kind of saying, "But why do you need someone else?" Like he wasn't
1: keen on you being there. Yeah, like initially, quite clearly
2: when I went went to meet you, who is like, "I'm Amy. I'm not really sure what the point is because we did a good job the first time. What's you know what's gonna? How is it gonna be better?" And thankfully, Sam and I got on swimmingly, (laughs) and I think he was quite pleased. So. In the sense that a doula's role will be quite flexible, Mm. it really will depend on who else is in the birth team, Mm. where that support might go. So with you, yeah, like I spent time filling the birth pool up because actually Sam was brilliant at very hands-on support. Mm. For other couples, if the person who's pregnant has a a partner, they might not be so good at that emotional or physical support. And so the pregnant person or the woman might really prefer the kind of loving touch of someone who is very calm, Mm. able to be really present. Mm. Sometimes partners do feel anxious, understandably because yeah. it's a massive thing that they're experiencing too. Especially first time round as well, I think. Especially first time round you know, when you don't know. Totally. You don't know, is that noise that my partner is making,
1: is that normal noise or is that like something we need to fix? And that was something that was quite interesting. When Sam did call you from downstairs from the kettle boiling, um, which you were perfectly happy to do. Remember he said that you were just like, you were very happy. You had your music on downstairs. You were dancing around, very excited about the birth. He was in his zone and because Sam quite liked to be a hands-on. Mm. But when he thought that there was some iffy moments where potentially maybe I was transitioning, we can talk about transition. I think we'll probably probably be talking it in another episode, but you know, he was like, oh, is she okay? Should we call the middle? And you'd come up and you'd kind of check me and you were like, she's not not ready yet. Yeah, it's all good. It's all good. good.
2: It's all good. And I think that's, um, yeah, it's interesting that this particular episode of the podcast is going to be about some early labour support. Mm. So one of the really great things, if you want to have a birth doula, wherever you choose to give birth, whether that's at home, Mm. in a hospital, birth centre, doulas will support... In all of those contexts, for elective C-sections, for unplanned C-sections, it's not just, as you say, hippy-dippy for people who want to have home births. Most labours start at home. Mm -hmm. Some labours, if you have an induction of labour, would start in hospital. But people need a lot of support in that part of labour that isn't necessarily called labor Mm. it's not active labor as it's so annoying that four centimeter (laughs) situation that goal yeah must get to four centimeters so I can go to hospital and go to my place where I'm going to give birth so having someone that can come and be in your space right from the beginning potentially just to give you that yeah like that is normal you know that calming kind of space holding, maybe some physical touch, help you with some breathing, suggest, OK, maybe you'd like to have a shower now because that can be a you know beautiful thing to do in early labour. Remind you, the birthing person and the partner or mother or sister, whoever is with them, you know, you might want to eat some food at this point, you know, really giving space for the potential duration Mm. of a birth because we know like first labors particularly can take several days Mm. you know my last client that i supported her early labor was five days you know stop stop start stop start you know she was having surges contractions overnight and then they would die down in the daytime which is a really common Mm. pattern you know labor pattern but something that you know isn't yeah, it's not in our mass consciousness that that mm. is a kind of a normal part of labor. So having someone to help you manage that emotionally, kind of um, pace set mm. for your around your expectations can really help. And if you have got a labor that goes on for more than 24 hours, which is quite normal, having a kind of tag team of supporters mm. can really help. You know, often I would say to the partner, of the pregnant person, you know, it's good for them to have potentially, when I arrive, they might go and have a little sleep. Mm. They might have an hour power nap. You know, if they've been up all night You know, if your labor starts at two o'clock in the morning and you're very excited Mm -hmm. and you wake up and you're like, oh, so maybe by, you know, eight o'clock in the morning, that other person might have a little nap. The pregnant person has the birth hormones. Yes. Which do like these amazing things. They keep you going. They keep you going. So, you know, I think how it looks for birth support with a doula really depends on what that birthing person wants and needs. And it's a very kind of flexible and intuitive kind of role in
1: terms of what happens during the birth. But a lot happens in the prep. So let's talk about the prep. What kind of prep are you talking about? Is this before labor actually starts?
2: Yeah. So depending on when I get booked. Mm -hmm. So the earliest I've been booked for a birth was at eight weeks pregnant, like peed on the stick. Yeah. <laughs> Very exciting. Yeah. Um, but sometimes, you know, maybe you'll get booked around 36 weeks or 37 mm-hmm. weeks like in the third trimester. So whenever that person reaches out for support, then I would normally have about four sessions with that person and that and whoever else is going to be around for the birth Mm. other doulas do two other doulas do six you know so it really is a flexible thing Mm -hmm. and we talk about birth physiology we talk about anatomy we talk about understanding how birth works how hormones work how the process of labor looks feels Sound smells, kind of from an experiential point of view, is really amazingly useful in reducing our fear and anxiety around birth. Mm. And our culture kind of tells us birth is scary, birth is painful, birth is dangerous. So, unpicking some of that, some of those fears, mm. and helping the birthing person, the pregnant person really just come gently gently back into their body out of their busy mind having that connection to that wisdom that exists in our bodies that is really present during pregnancy kind of normalizing and helping the person to kind of gently settle into the experience of being pregnant and trusting that unfolding process would be what makes up part of the, the preparation process. So and then we we're kind of just getting to know each other. Mm. So when it comes to the, the time of labour, we've got a really good team. We've got a really good feeling of trust that oxytocin, which I'm sure you've talked about, you know, the main hormone of birth Mm. can really flow when the pregnant person feels like they're being really cared for and looked after. And that comes by really having a good relationship, being able to really know each other. So that's what kind of happens in the prep sometimes also. If you're, you know, doulas train in other things like pregnancy massage. Some doulas train in hypnobirthing. Mm. Some doulas, you know, may have other kind of holistic therapies that they might bring mm. to the party to help with that kind of emotional and physical and practical support.
1: And I think also it's important to kind of add that having that continuity, Mm -hmm. sometimes you're not lucky enough to have that continuity of care. You don't know which midwife's going to be on Mm -hmm. the labour ward or the birth centre or who's going to turn up to your house if you're having a home birth. So having, yeah, your crew... Yeah. Can sometimes alleviate some of those stresses and worries. Totally, and we know that continuity of care is a huge
2: factor in improving outcomes. So we know where midwifery care is case loaded, where women know the the midwife that they see, you know, for all their appointments, it has a huge impact in outcomes. And that you're right, it doesn't always happen. Mm. So having that doula support can. In some way, kind of add some buoyancy to that part of your support.
0: A lot can happen in the next three years, like a chatbot, maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term medical plans are available for these changing times. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or
1: sleepnumber.com. So let's talk about, like, price point, because it's something that some people may not think they can afford. Mm-hmm. Can it really vary in price?
2: Yes, so it does vary in price price depending on where you live in the country all oh, right so in london for example doulas might start off at like 500 pounds and go up to three thousand pounds and london's probably one of the more expensive places mm. but other parts of the country you would be looking at more like 500 to a thousand pounds something like that doulas do this work because they love this work. Mm. Doulas do this work because we really think birth is important. We really believe in the huge impact that having good support can have. Sometimes I've supported families where the mother of the birthing person has been present and they cannot wait to tell you about the births that they had. That's how significant our birth stories are. Mm. So we know like the long-term mental and physical impact birth has on the mother and on the baby. So doulas are really, really just so passionate about this work. And all the doulas I know across the country all will do things Above and beyond to help someone get the support that they need. So, I, most doulas will offer a sliding scale. Most doulas will offer things like paying installments. Mm. Doula UK, which is a membership organisation that runs nationally, they have an access fund. So, that is available to people on a low income. There are other charities, there's um, Hello Baby in London, which provides doula support for refugees, there's neighbourhood doulas, and doulas without borders, all providing low cost or free doula services for people in need. It's really, if you're kind of interested in having a doula support, Mm. reach out to a doula in your area and explain your situation, and there will
1: be a way to make it work, whatever your, your income I mean, I found out about you through my friends. So that was word of mouth. Do you find that that's usually how you get your referrals? Or is it very much like people should just Google doula? I think people do Google. Doula Manchester.
2: (laughs) Um, People do Google increasingly for everything these days. And a lot of my work comes through Doula UK. Uh So you can train to be a doula. So I also am a doula teacher. So I work for an organisation called Developing Doolers and we provide preparation courses for people. And so many of the course providers also run their own directories. You can look up in your area who are the doolers that are near you. Since we had the pandemic and things changed in terms of number of people that could go to hospital to support birthing people lots of doulas will su- provide online and telephone support mm. so developing doulas actually set up a telephone helpline to support people in o- early labour that was run by volunteers and it was if you wanted to make a contribution you could
1: so yeah that's another way you can access um some support some people opt to have a doula Postnatally. So they may not have the doula in the birth or pre, or they may have it um, prenatally, labour, and then Mm postnatally. Can you talk about some of the things that doula provides postnatally?
2: So, again, it's kind of space holding, information giving, emotional, and practical support. Mm -hmm. And that could be something as simple as coming round, making sure that mama has got a cup of tea, Mm. eaten something nutritious to eat sitting with her while she explains what's going on, maybe would offer some breastfeeding support Mm. if that's the way that the person has chosen to feed their baby. Signposting, if there's something going on that looks more complex with feeding issues, um, would know your local lactation consultant. Mm. Some doulas will train in postnatal massage know your body has gone through such a huge thing in pregnancy and birth you know and that's if everything goes well Mm. let alone if things have gone a bit pear-shaped so that's six to eight some people might say 12 weeks postnatally around the world is really acknowledged to be this really super important time for rest and recovery for the body, for our minds and emotionally and kind of spiritually as well, just Mm. to really connect with the baby and find your feet. It's a really intense time, the postnatal period. And so having that friendly face that might come and see you once a week, twice a week, three times a week, and just be like a kind of loving presence, hand-holding you through, you know, maybe they'll take a load of laundry and put it on the on the line for you Mm. maybe that you know different doulas will do different things i love cooking for example so i love to cook for my postnatal clients i love giving massage so that's something that i really enjoy offering but you know some people also will give overnight support so you can get postnatal doulas that will come and be with you from like 10 o'clock at night till seven o'clock in the morning and help in that intense time of overnight so yeah i think we culturally you know, kind of linking back to that thing around cost and price is like, what do we value? Mm. Where do we culturally put our value? And we know that mums, people who look after small children doing this amazing work, Mm. we're literally creating the next generation. So we need a lot of support. It's such an important time. And you there is a kind of expectation for women to kind of bounce back mm. you know in what what however that looks you know get back into your like pre-pregnancy clothes mm. or however that looks to you but really when we can kind of lean back into the the kind of smooshy period of that postnatal time and really give ourselves the preciousness of this time it kind of creates the foundation for that lifelong relationship with that baby with the partner if you you know if you have a partner that is kind of invaluable really mm. it's such a cornerstone of our society of of how we live and love and work in the world is how we're born and so yeah like what could be more important than giving pregnant people birthing people postnatal people you know as much support as they need because it can be super challenging.
1: What would be your advice for somebody who's maybe interested? When would be the best time to get a doula on board?
2: Well, generally, in the first trimester, it's just getting your head around being pregnant mm-hmm. and possibly stopping puking in the yeah. <laughs> hopefully, fingers crossed. Mm. Um so generally people start thinking about the birth some point towards the end of the second trimester and they generally they've started like looking at books or you know watching birth videos or maybe doing some birth prep and then Mm. like oh okay maybe there's a bit something going on here maybe I need to think about it so I think any time is good Mm. there's no no time is too late no time is too early but I would say what seems fairly common is around the end of the second trimester beginning of the third trimester when people start really thinking about birth.
1: One thing that people can be concerned about is about how a doula is going to get on with a midwife. Are the midwives going to be irritated that there's another voice in the room apart from the birth partner? How do you find that that works for you?
2: That is a great question and I think something that is similarly concerned a bit like what's the doula going to do is an add-on to the partner potentially. Mm. What can the doula offer in conjunction with a midwife or you know doctor obstetrician support. So we're not medically trained Mm. so we're not going to do any clinical duties. We're not going to measure blood pressure. We're not going to do anything like that. We're there really as that emotional and you know some touch some calming words and generally my experience has been that midwives are really grateful to have that kind of support so I think it can actually help to bridge that communication between the midwife that's going to be supporting or could be midwives depending on how many shift changes that you go through can help to show the birth plan, for example, give them a bit of an idea about what the birthing person wants because they're in labour, they're not going to be talking that mm. much. And you really, our job as doulas is to really be a team and enhance that oxytocin. So, you know, I do my best and I'm pretty sure all the doulas that I know really do our best to help advocate for the person that we're working for, which is the, the person in labour, And make that as smooth as possible relationship with the midwife who's there to also do their best, her best, to help that birth progress
1: well. Would you say to go to Doula UK or maybe have a conversation with somebody else that's had a doula?
2: Yeah, I think it is good to get recommendation. Mm. I think when you're choosing your doula, you really, it's kind of you want to go on click, Mm. it's a very personal process you're going to be with them at a very intimate time you're inviting them into a really special moment so generally we talk about you know maybe you want to have a chat with two, three, maybe four doulas in your area and see who you like the feed of. Mm. And doulas are very, you know, come from all different kind of groups in terms of the British population. So if you want to have a doula who is of a similar ethnic background to you, cultural background to you, then you can find that doula. Mm. If you're from any other kind of minoritized group and it feels good for you to have a doula who understands that group, then you will be able to find that doula
1: who can support you thanks for being here can't wait to see you in a few weeks
0: A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from MoonPig.